You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading 1 Samuel 25.1 through 27.12, 81 verses today. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him at his house in Ramah. Then David rose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Maon, whose business was in Carmel. The man was very rich. He had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats. He was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. The woman was discerning and beautiful, but the man was harsh badly behaved. He was a Calebite. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, so David sent ten young men. And David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall greet him. Peace be to you, and peace be to your house, and peace be to all that you have. I hear that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we did them no harm, and they missed... Nothing, all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we will come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have at hand to your servants and your your son David. When David's young men came, they said all this to Nabal in the name of David, and they waited. And Nabal answered David's servants, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants these days who are breaking away from their masters. Shall I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shears and give it to men who come from I don't know where? So David's young men turned away and came back and told him this. And David said to his men, Every man strap on his sword, and every man of them strapped on his sword. David also strapped on his sword, and about... Four hundred men went up after David, while two hundred remained with the baggage. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to greet our master, but he railed at them. Yet the men are very good to us, and we suffered no harm, and we did not miss anything when we were in the fields as long as we went with them. They were a wall to us, both by night and by day. All the while we were... All the while we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now therefore, know this and consider what you should do. For harm is determined against our master and against all his house. And he's such a worthless man that one cannot speak to him. Then Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves and two skins of wine and five sheep already prepared and five sayers of parched grain and a hundred clusters of raisins and two hundred cakes of figs and laid them on donkeys, 
And she said to her young men, Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. And as she rode on the donkey and came down under the cover of the mountain, behold, David and his men came down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him, and he's returned me evil for good. God do so to the enemies of David, and more also, if by morning I leave so much as one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she hurried and got down from the donkey and fell before David on her face, and bowed to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, On me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Please, let your servant speak in your ears and hear the word of your servant. Let not my lord regard this worthless fellow Nabal, for his name, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your servant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. Now then, my lord, as the lord lives and as your soul lives, because the lord has restrained you from blood guilt and from saving with your own hand, now then, let the enemies and those who seek to do evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now, let this present that your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your servant, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord. And evil shall not be found in you so long as you live. If men rise up to pursue you and seek your life, the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living in the care of the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out from a hollow of a sling. And when the Lord has done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you prince over Israel, my Lord shall have no cause of grief or pangs of conscience for having shed blood without cause or for my Lord working salvation himself. And when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your servant. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion, and blessed be you, who have kept me this day from blood guilt and from working salvation with my own hand. For surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, who has restrained me from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, truly by morning, there had not been left to Nabal so much as one male. Then David received from her what he had brought him, what she had brought him. And he said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I've obeyed your voice, and I've granted your petition. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he was holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. In the morning... When the wine had gone out of Nabal, his wife told him these things, and his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And about ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has avenged the insult I received at the hand of Nabal, and he has kept back his servant from wrongdoing. The Lord has returned the evil of Nabal on his own head. Then David sent and spoke to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David has sent us to you to take you as his wife. And she rose and bowed with her face to the ground and said, Behold, your handmaid is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. 
and Abigail hurried and rose and mounted a donkey, and her five young women attended her. She followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahoniam of Jezreel, and both of them became his wives. Saul had given Michael his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was of Galim. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding himself on the hill of Halakah, which was east of the Jeshimon? So Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, with three thousand chosen men of Israel, to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped on the hill of Halakah, which is beside the road on the east of Jeshimon. But David remained in the wilderness when he saw Saul come up after him in the wilderness. David sent out spies and learned that Saul had indeed come. Then David rose and came to a place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay, with Abner the son of Ner, the commander of his army. Saul was lying within the encampment, while the army was encamped around him. Then David said to Ahimelech the Hittite, and to Joab's brother Abishai the son of Zuriah, Who will go down with me into the camp to Saul? And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai went down to the down to the army by night, and there lay Saul sleeping within the encampment, with his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the army lay all around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has given your enemy into your hand this day. Now please let me pin him to the earth with one stroke of the spear, and I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him. For who can put out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And David said, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, or his day will come to die, or he will go down into battle to perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But take now the spear that is at his head and the jar of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head and they went away. No man saw it or knew it, nor did anyone awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood far off on the top of a hill with a great space between them. And David called to the army and to Abner, the son of Ner, saying, Will you not answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, Who are you who calls to the king? And David said to Abner, Are you not a man? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over your lord the king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king, your lord. This thing that you have done is not good as the Lord lives. You deserve to die, because you have not kept watch over your lord, the Lord's anointed. And now, see where the king's spear is and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is this your voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Why does my lord pursue after this servant? For what have I done? What evil is on my hands? Now therefore, let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If it is the lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the lord. For they have driven me out this day that I should have no share in the heritage of the lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth away from the presence of the lord, for the king of Israel has come out to seek a single flea, like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm, because my life was precious in your eyes this day. 
Behold, I've acted foolishly and have made a grave mistake. And David answered and said, Here is the spear, O king. Let one of the young men come over and take it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Behold, as your life was precious this day in my sight, so may my life be precious in the sight of the Lord, and may he deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be you, my son David. You'll do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hands. So David arose and went over, he and the six hundred men who were with him there, to Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household. And David with his two wives, Ahonoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. And when it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer sought him. Then David said to Achish, If I found favor in your sight, let a place be given me in one of the country towns that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So that day Achish gave him Ziklag. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of the days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. For these were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as far as sure to the land of Egypt. David would strike the land, and he would leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the garments, and come back to Achish. When Achish asked, Where have you made a raid today? David would say, Against the Negeb of Judah, or against the Negeb of the Jeremielites, or against the Negeb of the Kenites. And David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking, lest they should tell about us and say, So David has done. Such was his custom all the while he lived in the country of the Philistines. And Achish trusted David, thinking, He has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel. Therefore he shall always be my servant. a good world. He put Adam and Eve in the garden and he said, all of this is yours except for that one tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't take the fruit from that tree. Trust me and everything will be great. And they saw the fruit and they were tempted by the serpent and they took the fruit and they ate the fruit. And that has been the pattern for every single individual who has ever lived ever since that day. And in today's story, we get a glimpse into David's life as, again, he is given some opportunities to do some things. He sees things that he wants, and he has the opportunity to grab it himself, or he can, again, trust the Lord. And in this occasion, David uh, is going up to this town of Carmel, 
and there's a man in that town named Nabal, and he's a rich man. And while they were in the fields, David's men had protected, uh, he had protected Nabal's shepherds. And uh, David says, hey, send word to Nabal. Will you please host a feast for us? We're hungry. We would like to eat with you. We've done a lot of work for you, so we would like to have a feast. And he hears about it, and he is like, who is this guy that I should make a feast for him? Now, Nabal is loaded. This would be, this wouldn't be, like, this wouldn't be putting him out very much. But he's offended that anybody would ask anything from him for his money, and word goes back to David. Now, David, in the heat of the moment, is very angry, and he tells his men, everybody get your swords, we're going to go up, we're going to kill Nabal, we're going to kill his whole family, we're going to kill that entire, like, not a man will be left alive. But Abigail, Nabal's wife, hears about it, and she goes out to David to plead. And she reminds David of what he already knows, that it's the Lord who fights your battles for you. You can't just go in and kill a man just because he's a jerk. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight your battles, David. And that's what David has known all along. That's why he won't kill Saul. But he had to be reminded of it here with a lesser man, Nabal. And he praises Abigail. And she goes back. And Abigail goes back and eventually tells Nabal what had happened and... It says his heart stopped within him. Something happened. Like he had this stark realization. And then a few days later, God struck him dead. The Lord did fight for David. He did fight for David. And and David then marries Abigail. And then right after that, we get an account of, again, just like in that cave where David had the opportunity and was told by his men that you should kill Saul like not only should you kill Saul but here's the opportunity that God has provided so that you can kill Saul it would be very easy to twist that and to see that but here again David and his men see that Saul is camping out and while they're sleeping they creep up to Saul they take his spear they take his water jar again to prove I could have killed you already and in the morning David yells out across and and Saul again realizes that he has sinned. This is a man who is very wishy-washy. He's very like his his soul, his his attitude is very up and down, very hot and cold. And so he is so angry at David. But then when something like this happens, it's I've sinned. I now realize I'm gonna. I'm going back. I'm. I'm gonna leave you alone. Just like it was at the at the cave. And then David goes to the land of the Philistines for safety because Saul won't go in there to to chase after him. And while he's there, uh, he tricked the king of the Philistines so that he and his men are making raids against the enemies of Israel. But the king thinks that he's making raids against his own people and the king now thinks 
He's just made himself a stench to his own people. He's going to be my servant forever. So, a lot going on here today. Big theme. What you see, you're tempted to take in your own hands to define good and evil for yourself rather than trusting the Lord. David almost screwed up this time. Abigail helped him remember that that's not the way of God. And then he acted faithfully again towards Saul. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you the same questions. What is it that this section of scripture tells you about who God is and what he wants? What is it about this section of scripture that tells you about yourself or about the state of the world, the state of humanity and what God wants for them, for you? And what was it the Holy Spirit was stirring up as we were reading today? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.